Andrea presents The Power of You with John Williams and Tanya Caprioli. The Andrea Method. Inspire, influence and impact your world. Be who you were born to be. What's stopping you? Find out now with John and Tanya. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, depending on where you are in the world today or where you are, what time you're listening to the, the uh, podcast. My name is John Williams. I am the co-founder of Andreas Solutions, and I'm your host here on The Power of You. I'll be back every week at the same time, 3 p.m. Pacific time on a Wednesday to talk to you about you, about what it is that's stopping you from living your life your way from achieving what you want to and what you were born to achieve in your life. Listen in and we'll help you on that. Today, Tanya is unfortunately not available. So I have with me today a guest uh, co-host, Helen Robinette. And that's Robinette as in like Joseph Robinette. Helen, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. It's great to be here. That's cause cool. Helen, can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you, you do on your day-to-day life? Yeah, thank you, John. Great question. I, um, I've designed a program to help women get a seat on a board, so executive coaching, and, and I'll look at what it is that's blocking them and help them to get a board role. So I've developed a, a nine-piece framework, and I'll work through that in a boot camp scenario. And um, by the end of the program, they're well-sorted to get a seat on the board or a C-suite role. So it's really helping to elevate them to that next level. Uh-huh. And, and Helen, if people want to know more about that, that program, uh, where should they go? It's HelenRobinette.com, isn't it? Absolutely, yes, yes. And that's exactly how it is on LinkedIn as well. So LinkedIn's a great place to start or straight to the website, one or the other, yeah. Okay, so that's Helen Robinette as in Joseph Robinette Biden and .com, HelenRobinette.com. Helen, thank you so much for, for sitting in the seat to, today. Uh, as our listeners will recall, over the last two weeks, Tanya and I have delved into the first two modules of the Andrea Method, which is our, our program for helping people to live their life their way, to get to grips with where they are at now, what they need to do to change and how to get a go about doing that. The first two modules are discover your default and create a new, I've got the model on the wall over here so I glance over at the model. <laughs> um, and those podcasts are available right here at BBS Radio or from your favourite podcast or you can go to our Facebook site, Andrea Courage, I think it's still there today, um, and uh, YouTube as well, Andrea Courage on YouTube. But today, Helen, we're talking about conscious action, taking conscious action. And I thought that perhaps we could start by addressing the difference between being and doing. There's a there's a good ball for you to hit back over the fence. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really interesting that the state of, of being, you know, like what's the difference? Doing is just being in action. Yeah, being is a really different space. And I, and I think 
I think a lot of people, I know, I know that my clients don't get the distinction. They don't get it. They go, well, I've got, I've got to do. And they're constantly in that doing mode without looking, well, who am I actually being in this moment? Because mm. it's, it's about who we're being, that everything else comes, John. Everything comes off the being. Yeah. So it's a com- I love this conversation. So most people think that in life you have to do more. If I yeah. do more, I'll get what I want and, and then I'll be happy, you know. I'll, I'll be that person. You know, if I, work, if I work harder, I'll get the promotion, I'll be the boss. Right? I'll be yes. satisfied with life. But that's not the way life works. I only do so much at the level of doing because, let's be honest, there's only 24 hours in the day and you've got to sleep. So there's a physical limit just just right there. So you've got to change the context. And I know in, in, in the Andrea Method, we talk about the context in a universe term. So like um, if we have a universe, pretend we have a universe, then there's only blue and red. The only colours that are available are blue, red, and purple. Purple, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. green possible? No. No. No, you've got to add another colour. And while you're adding another colour, you might as well add two and then every colour is, is, is possible. So the context of your life, the way you've been living your life, the, the default position of your life is producing the results that you're getting now. That's it. The idea of creating a new you is to create a new way of being. Yeah. And from that will come the actions that you need and that's why this this is the first lesson in conscious action because it's the origin of action. Yeah. And it takes something, John. It actually takes something to shift into a, into a different state of being. Yeah, I like thinking of, of, of being versus doing as being is the potential. So if you're, if you're being um, aware, if you're being courageous, then the, you, you carry with you the potential to be aware, the potential to be courageous, the potential to be forgiving. So as when you need those tools, yeah. uh, they're available to you. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Are you doing, you know? Yeah. Doing. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. I so it's, it's, it's that. a tricky one B do have, but... You know, one of the other ways you can use it is, and I think this is an important thing, is like role models. You know, people, who, who, who would you have to be to be the person you want to be, to have the things that you want to have out of life? So who, who would one of your, your clients have to be to be on a board? What? They would have to be, they would have to be brave. They would have to be brave. Um think they have to be vulnerable, they have to be authentic because boards are looking for, gone are the days, John, where we go, okay, let's have the lawyer, the accountant and, and those people on board. Boards are now looking for something different. They're looking for people who've, who've got a different way of thinking and, and they're looking for specific, not specific skill sets anymore, but it's more about ways of being. So like, who are you? Who are you being that looks attractive that might help us to think differently? I think that's, that's what they want. So they want somebody who is authentically different to what they have on their board now. Absolutely. 
and has the courage to speak up and be yes. that person. Yes, because if you look at what's gone down with COVID worldwide, there are organisations who have thrived like tech, healthcare, transport companies, they have absolutely thrived. So boards are inundated with, oh, wow, we've really got to scale up, you know, how are we handling this? And thinking in the way that they've been thinking the last five years is not going to work. And then there are organisations who really have bottled out with COVID. So there's there's a new way of thinking there too. And you're not going to get new results with the way that you've been thinking. And some board members who've been there too bloody long, John, it doesn't work. You need any, well, you know, you get the pale star males who've been there forever. And, and it's about a new way of thinking. And I think young people and women bring something very different very oh, absolutely. Diversity is absolutely huge and the ability yeah. to communicate uh, through the group and, and accept these new ideas is, is, is marvellous. So, yes. you know, we're sitting in, Aust- in Australia. Um, however, I want to remind our listeners that the Andrea Method is completely online. So anybody who wants to find out more about the Andrea Method can go to our website, which is andrea.solutions. That's A-N-D-R-E-I-A dot solutions. There's no dot com, dot net, dot org. Nothing, just Andrea.Solutions. Go there and you'll see two buttons. One button will take you to a page where you can book a chat with myself or with Tanya. The other button will take you to the curriculum of the Andrea method and you can hunt through there and just see whether this is what you need to reignite your life. Just bear in mind the Andrea method is about helping you understand how your mind works and how you can change your life by changing your mind. Control your outside outer world by controlling your inner world. And that actually is a nice segue to what's the next part of this particular module, which is taking action. So take action, go to the website and find that out. But it's not just take any action, it's taking conscious action. You'd have that with your clients too, wouldn't you? That that they've got it it's all very well sitting there wishing and talking about it and making plans. Yes. But at some point Rubber's got to hit the road, correct? It does. It does. And it's got to hit the road in the right way and and just getting them to stop and think. And, you know, the very first session of the boot camp run has um, I bring in a journaling coach and they journal. They sit there and they actually journal during the session around their, their vision and their values and what is it that they want. They get to be still come to a stop and I've just come to the end of the boot camp I've just finished and the the one standout session of the whole thing has been that journaling session because all of a sudden they got off the world and they went right okay time to be you know that's and that's what it is so yeah and to get really conscious about what's the next step then yeah, because yeah. accountability, uh, you know, has two sides to it. And I always encourage my clients to go out there and talk to people about once they've got to that stage where they know what it is that they they want, actually verbalise it. Don't be afraid to stand up and say, this is what I'm looking for, because there's two parts here. One part is that, okay, I'm announcing to the world that I'm going to climb up Everest, right when I meet those people in two years' time, they're probably going to ask me, how was my trip to Everest? So I better get it done. So there's some outward accountability that's going to be be held to you. Yes. But the other thing is you don't know who the person you're speaking to knows, who might hear your conversation, who might pick up on a communication that you've 
put out there that is a fellow journeyer, that's a fellow traveler or can help you. It, it could be somebody has contacts in the Nepalese embassy and knows the right Sherpas or, or thinks this is a great idea or would like to do a documentary on you. You just don't know. And so yeah. I like talking about that, putting that out to the universe. Yes. So the act of accountability by being prepared to be accountable and tell people about what it is that you want to do. Yes. And put yourself up for the possibility of being held to account and possible ridicule. But, you know, failure is a, a, a bruise, not a tattoo. You move on. And it heals. <laughs> I love that, Sean. Yeah, and you don't know who's going to, you don't know who's going to be there to help you. So bring that conversation. Yeah. Be brave enough to have the conversation with whoever yes. is interested in listening to you. But make sure you're listening to them yes. too so you can help them. So I think that's exactly. a major part of, of accountability. Yeah. You know, and, and when we go down into, in, into that, uh, I feel also that's the uh, – I talked about last week – about uh, words, uh, sorry, purpose as being the battery pack. Once you know your purpose and your mission in the pursuit of your vision, so that's yeah. that's like set there. You can enroll people into your vision by talking yeah. about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know that that whole piece around accountability is so important, and and it like for me, I know that I need to have a coach all the time. I've always got to have a coach, and and he says, okay, what do you want to work on? And I, I actually tell him what I don't want to tell him. <laughs> Because there's stuff I need to be held accountable for, and the minute it comes out of my mouth through the Zoom, it's coming back into my ears and I'm going, uh-oh, I just said it, now I've got to do it, you know, and that's really powerful. So you know what I do with my clients, John? I buddy them up to have accountability partners and right. they've got to have a weekly phone call. I said, I don't care whether you're out walking your dog, chopping your vegetables, whatever you're doing, but you talk to each other at the same time every week for half an hour and go through the modules and talk about what you're noticing, what's coming up, what action you're going to take, and then you report back in the next week. And they went, oh, 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 don't think we're like this. And another piece of the feedback at the end of the boot camp was how bloody powerful that was to have an accountability buddy because you're talking about it with somebody and it's awesome. I love it. I really love it. Yeah, look, I, 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 accountability buddies, that, that really is the point. I, I've had people say to me, well, I've got an accountability buddy. It, you know, it's my, my wife. And I <laughs> went out to them, well, there's two things here. Well, th- there's three stakes of your relationship, okay? Either she, either she, she loves you, she hates you, or she doesn't care. Okay, now none of those three ways are actually useful as far as accountability is. If she loves you, she's going to let you off. If she hates you, she's going to crucify you. And if she doesn't care, well, she doesn't care. Uh, I'm not putting your wife down, but it's not a good idea to use someone who's a close relative as an accountability partner, right? Never works, John. Come on, it never works. You know, like I, I don't know about you, but I can be a little bit slippery. I'll get away with what I can and... I know exactly how to manipulate people that I'm close to. So that doesn't work. (laughs) That level of accountability just doesn't work. That's that's where coaching comes comes in and working with a partner. And we often uh, tell people, if you're going to do the Andrea method, do it with a mate. 
Yeah. Do it with a friend. Do it with two or three friends. Uh, in the, yeah. I know most of our listeners are American, so when Australians say mate, we mean friends, a pal. Right? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it's one of our language difficulties, but we'll get there. Yeah, um, that's but, yeah, right. Do it with a friend. Do it with a bunch of friends. Form a group. Yeah. Work through yes. it together. Discuss the workbooks because in the Andrea Method there's the video and then there's the workbook which you get to do that's sitting under the, the, the video and then you – so it basically repeats the information in the video and it's interactive because you get to fill the workbook in. Yeah. You can print that out or send it to your friends and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. It, it provides that opportunity for accountability yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, because then you have the conversation with with your your mates. You actually get in conversation about it and say, here's what I noticed. Oh, I didn't like that part. And then Mm. that dialogue, you know, the minute it, I always, I believe very firmly, John, it comes out of my mouth and back into my ears and I hear it fresh. Whereas if it's rattling around in my head, it's a dangerous place to be, you know, because that inner critic, that voice in my head, Mavis, I call her, she's got a name. You know, like she can be dangerous and Mavis and I can have some toxic conversations and that's where having an accountability buddy, a friend that I can talk to about that really makes a difference for me. And for our listeners' benefit, um, Helen's voice, Mavis, actually has a face too. And if you go to her LinkedIn, look her up on LinkedIn, you'll see pictures <laughs> of Mavis. She's a pretty hideous-looking girl. <laughs> She's pretty scary. I think I do what Mavis told me to do. <laughs> the other thing of this is in conversation you find out things you don't know because there's a third certainty of life, death, taxes, and you don't know what you don't know. And you yes. can in conversation with someone around what it is you think you know and all yeah. of a sudden they will have seen it from a different perspective and this is when we talk yeah. about changing it's important to be able to change your point of view and you will get new knowledge from that and that can yes. change everything can't it it could be yes okay now we're on track or hey that's yeah. really who i am yeah that's right so this fresh insight comes in yeah, and, and that's a place that, that I'll never get to by myself inside my head. I will never get there. And it's, it's that, that fresh perspective from somebody else that's really well, I healthy. I suspect you'd have to be the Buddha or the equivalent or Jesus Christ to be able to actually see yourself differently. You'd have to have some godlike yeah. status, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know. And that's what makes me laugh, John, when people say, oh, I just coach myself. I go, really? <laughs> How's that working for you? Well, that, that that reminds me of the little little ditty about the goldfish, right? So there's there's two gold two young goldfish swimming along one way, an old yeah. goldfish coming the other way, and the old goldfish says to the young goldfish, "How's the water, boys?" They look at him strangely and keep going on for a while. Then one young goldfish turns to the other one and says, "What's water?" <laughs> you, you can't work on your own system because you don't know you're in it. And that's why coaches like Helen, methodologies like the Andrea Method that enable you to go and get the information you need, work with a friend, work with a counsellor, work with someone else and have these discussions, get it out there. You put it in writing, it's very, very powerful because, you know, I went to university. uh, I was a bit worried because I was an adult student when I did my MBA and I was a bit worried about doing essays and that sort of thing. So I went to an essay writing class and the first thing the lecturer stood up and said, do you know why you write? Everybody gave her a blank stare, of course. 
So you write to find out what you know. And she explained to us, in in our our, uh, conscious brain, we generally can only handle uh, six, seven facts at a time, which is why double digits and phone numbers are useful for remembering. So Ah. when when we're trying to find out what we know, we write what is in our, our conscious mind down. Now we no longer have to retain that in our memory, it allows room for more ideas to come through. So we continue to write until we've actually emptied everything that we know down on paper. And that's another reason why there's the workbooks with the Andrea method. Uh, so yes. in your journaling with your, you know, you write to find out what you know. Yeah, I love that. That's pretty cool, hey? Yeah, that's amazing. And it, and it makes sense. Makes sense because we, we've got no flaming idea about what we don't know, do we? <laughs> no, and if it's not in our conscious mind, if it's deep mm. in our subconscious, then we don't know about that either. No. And because we're distracted by what's in our conscious mind. And this is yeah. the power of, of our, our minds that are creating our worlds around us. And yes. why it's super important that we, we talk about this with other people because once we know our our default we, we've worked that out and again this yeah. whole process can be talked and we we're creating a new you so you, you know in your process you've got the journal the, the journaling and getting clear because that's basically those two things mm. all combined in one okay so this is what i i i want it's our minds that we need to take take command on we need to get over mavis and whoever else is in our heads, because everybody has these voices, mm-hmm. don't they, Helen? You know, the of course, two favorite of course we are, do. You're not, I'm not good enough, and who do you think you are? Yeah, that's right. That's right. No one Did you think that this it. morning before you came on the show this morning? Was of course I bloody did. Of course I did, John. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and so what do you do? You say, thank you very much for turning up. Thank I'm you, Mavis. Anyway, because... That's right. Yes, yeah, well, I said to her this morning, thank you, Mavis. It's all good, darling. I've got this. I've got this, Mavis. You can go and have a cup of tea. So Mavis is over there having a cup of tea right now. <laughs> and, and, it's, and I know listeners think we're being, being silly here, but it, it is really true that everybody has those, those voices in their, their head. And often when we dig into them and we do this, in uh, discover your default when we dig into your internal chatter and ask the question where did those rules come from who who made those rules up for you who told you that you weren't good enough or whatever and please understand that yeah. our hard wiring as human beings is basically all about the selfish genetics it's all about having genetics go, carry on it's you fighting yes. for your genes you're, that's yes. what you're there for your body and your mind is there to keep you well enough to breed, and then once you've bred, you have yeah. a community obligation to keep your providing a nourishing environment for your genes to go further down, and it's really as basic as that. It has no interest mm. whatsoever in your happiness or your contentedness in life. And that's another thing. I, I, I'm going off the word happy, Helen. Right? I, yeah. I, I've been playing around learning French because my wife is fluent at it. Yeah. Learned in French. Um, and the word for happy in French is content, spelt content. And I think that's a better way of looking at it. I'm going to be content with my life. And if I'm not content, I'll do something about it. I but the idea that. of being happy, which is smiling and away, you know, that's just 
I don't think that's sustainable. Uh, and I don't think it has any true meaning, John. Mm. I've, I've actually decided that happy is a load of nonsense too. And it's and there are moments when I'm happy, but it's not always authentically how I'm feeling. So, uh, so content is good. I've got another one. Mine is um, meaning. I want my life to be meaningful, mm-hmm. meaningful. So whether whether that's putting me in a state that's happy or annoyed or inspired or angry about something, and if there's meaning there, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd much rather have meaning than happy. What's happy? Happy makes me think of a merry-go-round, you know, like a happy la-la. I don't know. <laughs> but it's not a fit yeah, for me. It's, it's not a fit for me. But I, I think if you have meaning and you can be contented with your life, there's there's, yeah. there's substance to that. So yeah, I invite listeners to think about what is the word that that you want in your life because you can have it. You can yes. have that that you want in your life. You just need to make some decisions yeah. about taking yourself. On, which is where the name Andrea comes from. Andrea is the, uh, the ancient Grecian virtue of having the courage to do something, to come on the radio show like Helen has done today, mm-hmm. despite your inner critic going, don't do it, don't do it. You know, that take yourself out, having the courage to say, no, I am going yeah. to make this change mm-hmm. for the better and I'm going to stick with it. That is the virtue of Andrea, and I think it was Socrates that said that Andrea was the most important virtue of them all because it assured the others. And in ancient Greece, probably the best way of describing it is when when soldiers went into hand-to-hand combat, there was no way of knowing whether you would come back alive or not. That was in the hands of gods. But the question was, did you have the courage to step up? And all of our names, like my second name, Andrew, and your husband's name is Andrew, they are direct yes. derivatives of that virtue, the courage to. Oh, and so I, wow, I, that's cool. I, I uh, encourage our, our listeners to have the courage and head to our website, which is Andrea, A-N-D-R-E-I-A dot solutions, and have a look there. Click on the button, learn more and get started, and that'll take you to the curriculum of the Andrea Method, and you'll learn how you can discover your default, create a new you, and take conscious action following on from that. Helen, the next part in taking conscious action, because we've talked about being, and that's so important, this having the potentiality to be whatever it is you want to be and be able to personify I suppose is the word I want to use, personify those ways of being so is that it's authentically from you. No faking it till you make it. Being being a woman that is capable of serving on a board and is going to make a great contribution to a board, that's what your clients have to be before they get there, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have to because that's they have to be perceived as being authentically that, and that's a lot of right. people are putting a lot of money on the line here. They put a, somebody into the board on a company. That's yes. a very hefty decision to make. And then when we talked about a, a, accountability, holding yourself to account to to get to that point, holding others to account on what they will say to you, and the benefits yeah. of speaking out loud about what it is that you you want. We talked about that. The next part of it is focus. 
So how important is, is focus in this environment? It's crucial. It is crucial to, to really hone in and focus on what it is that you need to do is, is so important. You know, getting into a space where, okay, what is it? What is it that I need to work on? And then that focus, because without that, nothing happens, John. Nothing happens without that, that laser-sharp focus, you know, and sometimes maintaining the focus to work on what it is that you don't want to work on is really hard. It is really, really difficult. Yeah, and it's, it's, um, it's, it's a tough one, the, the whole focus piece. One of the things I find is that when you start making changes in your, your life, you change who you are being, those people around you, your friends, your family, often those closest to you, they notice that you're changing and sometimes sometimes they're not very generous about it. Now, we talk about the fact that we've trained people on how to react to us. So as we've grown up, people have come into our lives, they've become accustomed to the way in which we interact with them. And then all of a sudden we turn around and we go, well, hang on, that's not serving me, being negative and uh, just wallowing in my own self-pity. This is not working for me. And you try and change, you start changing yourself and saying, no, I'm going to have higher expectations and I'm going to be responsible for myself. Now, your friends, and often these are close people, people that are very close to you, um, they don't like this and they'll often react against you negatively. And so when it comes to focus, getting back to my point here, you often find yourself the point of attack. Yes. Yes. Because the people don't, well, hang on, who do you think you are? They're letting their, this internal voice then externalizes, you're not good enough. Why do you think you should be on the board? Yeah. I'll look at your face and I'm thinking, I'm oh, you. gosh. And, and this, this is what we find, um, particularly in Australia, I know this to be true. Um, a man will apply for a board role where he, he ticks, he'll have two out of the ten criteria and he'll go, yeah, I mean, he'll just do that. A woman will have eight out of the ten criteria and she'll go, I haven't got enough. I can't. I'm not. I'm not up for it. So she'll just. It's. It's almost as though she's not seriously focused on the outcome here. It comes down to some confidence as well and some bravery. But it's really understanding who you are and what you have to bring. And the bloke will just go for it, whereas the woman will go, "Oh, hang on a minute. I haven't. I haven't got it all." And and then, fuck oh, yeah. And if you've got that focus. Laser-like focus. So when the distractions come up, you have tools to, to deal with them and we yes. provide such tools in the Andrea Method. Or, you know, the, the other thing about the Andrea Method is people can always email Tanya or I. You just put our names, John or Tanya, and it's Tanya with a J, at andrea.solutions, um, and you can email us with questions. Um, you can listen into this program and we'll be shortly going through 
all the lessons one by one. So people doing the Andrea method will be able to send in questions and things they're finding difficulty with and we'll add and supplement to them. So there's plenty of support yes. that's actually in there. Um, that's right. And they're, and they're the tools that work, John. So it's having it's having tools in your kit bag that you can dive into and take a piece and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to work with this. And the more the tools are worked, it strengthens the muscle. And, and how we apply focus is like doing a gym workout or whatever it is, a dance routine. The more you practice it, the stronger you get and, and the muscle just keeps developing. So or the dance routine becomes a little bit sharper and it's about working it, using the tools. It's like showering, John. You don't do it once in your life and then go, well, I'm done, that's it. No, you shower every day, every day. So every day we dig in and grab the tool that we need. Every day I do some form of exercise, you know, every day I eat healthy food. It's not something you do once and then forget about. So these tools that are available within the Andrea Method, they're tried and tested and they bloody work. They actually mm. work. Mm. And it's about having that focus and that discipline to, oh, yeah, I do that now. Oh, yeah, so that's the Andrea right. Method is, is another tool. In the, it's in another the tool. And then it becomes like what I call automaticity. It's like I don't have to think in the morning. I get up and I brush my teeth. I do my hair. I do what I'm doing. Now, I don't have to make a note to remind myself, Helen, you need to brush your teeth. It just happens. The more we use the tools that are available to us with helping to strengthen our mind and shift our being, it becomes like automatic it just becomes automatic. Having an accountability buddy, all of those things, it's not something you do for a period of six weeks and then you forget it, you know. Like how often can you go back to the Andrea method, John? Oh, endlessly. That's, that's why the model is circular. Right, you, okay. You're, you're literally meant to be. I was talking to a client yesterday who has just uh, finished conscious action and she was saying to me, you know, I'm really starting to get this now, you know. But she, she bless her, had, had the guts and the courage, which is the essence of Andrea, to keep going, to keep digging in, to keep asking questions yeah. and, until she got to, to, to the end and then things started really falling into place for her. Yes. And she's off into Discover Your Default again now. But she's skipping the first one, which is The Lost Art of Listening, because she, she's doing all right there. She's going straight into internal chatter because she's noticing her internal yeah. chatter now. And she's saying, well, hang on, I'll go back and I'll listen to that lesson and do the workbook again and just yeah. build, as you say, build muscle. Right. Yes. So, and this is this again. It's this. She's focusing on going about getting what she wants. Clever. Clever. The distractions and that what come come in between her. But yes, the Andrea method is is there. You can keep going yeah. back to it. We're interested. We're interested in building a world of enlightened citizens and leaders. Beautiful. People Beautiful. know they can achieve what it is that they want to. To achieve. That's right. And that's yeah. not to mean that everybody has to be a billionaire because I don't think many billionaires are that happy anyway. 
data says that once you have an income of around $75,000 a year, you don't get any happier or more content or more meaningful having more because that's a survival level income. That's Uh, right. So if you're below that level, then then you probably do need more income, but focus on more. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also about the focus on relationships around how can I be how can I be a better partner? How can I be a better brother or sister or mother or father? So there's that focus as well, you know. And, it's, and I say um, the vastly more important focus because don't you yeah. find your clients, you know, these these clients of yours that come say, look, look I'm I think I have what it takes to to be on a board by working with you and finding out their holes, their, the, the places they're not aware of, yes. things that are holding them back. Yes. It has a whole of life effect, doesn't it? That's always, always. And one client that I'm working with at the moment, it's having an impact on her dating relationship. She's online dating and she's taking what she's learning here into that space. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing, you know. But, you know, I was, you just had me think about something. My husband's in the funeral industry, John, and he says, you know, you've got to have a life where relationships matter. And at your funeral, the worst thing is that your eulogy is a CV instead of who you were being as a father or a mother or a human being, who you were being, you know, and he said, he said, I can't tell you how many funerals I've attended, Helen, but it's the funerals where we hear about who that person was being for someone else. He said, that's what is powerful. And he said, but the ones that are just like a CV and they're disconnected from everyone, what's the point, John? Like, what are we here for? You're getting me all fired up. Well, you know, again, this is, is, you know, we're discussing forward. Statistically, human, a individual human being is impossible. When you take into account the impossibility of of planet, the impossibility of the Big Bang, because nobody knows how it came about, the impossibility of each human of life developing, we are impossible. So many times over, it's incalculable. And yet here we are. Here yeah. we are, and we can be miserable or we can be content and meaningful. And I, I choose content and, and meaningful, yeah. and that yeah. does not have to be about money. It is about relationships. You know, like I've heard the other one is yeah. think about who's going to turn up at your funeral. And when I'm helping people working through their, their vision, what is it, what is it that, when you are passing away, when it's the light, you're drawing your last breath, you'd like to think that you had yeah. contributed to the world. What is, what's going to let you rest easy? Yeah, that's a big enough. That's a big enough vision. If that's that, that's where we got to go. Because I'm, yeah. I'm about helping people to say, okay, I have a vision. I have one person that has a vision that wants to live in a sustainable. World wants by the time she passes away, she wants to see this world on track to sustainability so that we keep it the way it is. And there's a lot of people have this view. The question is what what is her mission within that vision? Yes. And her mission within that vision is because she's a designer, she's designing sustainable fashion using sustainable fabrics, that sort of thing. So is that, you know, firstly, it's very stylish, very classic. It's going to last for a long time. You multiple wears, but if you do dispose of it, it's biodegradable. That's her mission. Yeah, got it. 
right? And yeah. and she does this. And why the the, the why of 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 it is because that makes her feel fantastic doing that. Yeah. She feels really good about herself. And then That's it gets so easy cool. for her to take the actions, doesn't it? Because taking the actions, yeah. being the person she needs to be to succeed on that goal, talking to people about something she cares about becomes easy. Yes, yes. And you feel bad about not being accountable for it. And focusing on something that you really care about, well, that's yeah. easy too. And even when you come under attack, right. and you will, you will come yeah. under attack, guarantee it. Yes. There will be somebody sometime or something that will, will, will upset you. And it can just, it can be a horror range from, yeah. from just people you don't really care saying snide remarks about you, right, right through to being challenged about your belief systems. Because maybe somebody yeah. died in your life suddenly, it's, it, and it can throw you off your beat. Yeah. So it's very important that you have this passion and then you can get back to focusing what it is that yeah, got it. is going to take you on that journey. Yeah, I love that. I just got goosebumps, John. So, so you want to cool. get in touch with, with Helen Robinette, you can find her on LinkedIn or you can go to helenrobinette.com. If you'd like to learn more about the Andrea Method, then you can you can find me on the LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, I'm John Andrew Williams on LinkedIn because I decided to own that middle name. Yay. <laughs> uh, yay. <laughs> yay for all the Andrews in the world. Uh, <laughs> or, or you can go to our website, which is andrea.solutions, A-N-D-R-E-I-A, andrea.solutionsno.com.org.net, just .solutions. Helen, the last lesson in conscious action is the one which Tanya describes as the key to it all, and that's mm. gratitude. Yeah. How do you work with gratitude in your life and with your clients? Ah, every day, John, every day. I've actually posted on LinkedIn about gratitude today, so it's interesting that you raise this. <laughs> about things I'm grateful for, you know, and I know if I look back over over COVID, I think the thing I'm most grateful for is my sense of humour because I can find funny anywhere and and really lighten a situation. And it's it's important, it really is. But I have a, a practice of gratitude where every after dinner, every night, I just write down. It's really simple. It's just so simple. It sounds silly. I'll just write down three things in my journal that I'm grateful for today. Three things, you know. And I'm I mean I'm at Noosa, Noosa in Queensland at the moment. I've escaped Melbourne's lockdown. Yay. And um and I've and it was pouring down rain yesterday. We had this amazing rainstorm. It was fabulous. And I was so inspired by it, and that made my gratitude journal, you know. So I get my clients to focus on that as well. And I like to reframe, like, you know, one of them's come out of a 20-year marriage, being married to a narcissist, and she's now looking at that as though, okay, this is actually really good because I'm rediscovering myself. I'm learning about what a narcissist looks like so that I don't go there again. And only a few a few months prior to that, she was saying, I can't date again because how do I know I'm not going to fall into the same pattern? And, and we reframed it. We reframed it into gratitude because there's always stuff to be grateful for. 
always. And it's the simple things, the simple things. You know, Noosa is where the rainforest meets the ocean. I think it's the most beautiful place on the planet. And I'm so grateful that I get to spend some time here. I'm still doing a bit of work, John, but I'm having a bit of a holiday as well. It's incredible. (laughs) You know, and there's... And and fresh water, there's so much to be grateful for. It doesn't have to be anything grand. But what it does is it shifts my state of being. It really does shift it. And I managed to get through 120-something days of lockdown in Melbourne just with that, just with that mindset. And one of my colleagues said to me, I talk to you every week. I'm not even present to the fact that you're in lockdown. You're not presenting as someone who's in lockdown. And I went, oh, okay, that's interesting. And I went, yeah, I know what it is. It's that state of gratitude. So it's powerful, John. How does that play out for for somebody wanting to make a change in their their life? I've got a couple of questions which you've answered already, so I'll just have to add to this. Um, That's (laughs) it. Yeah, I knew you were going to do this to me. Uh, <laughs> how, does, how, does this, how does this work for someone who's really doing it tough? Um, you know, like a lot of our listeners or listeners, some listeners in America may be making it hard to make ends meet at the moment. They've got COVID yeah. raging around them. There's been all sorts of protests. The very functionality of their democracy has been put under threat and it's a pretty yeah. dark cloud not a lot to not a lot to be grateful for there unemployment yeah. is, is an issue people being put out of jobs so how does one stay grateful yeah i i re- remember i love listening to oprah some of her podcasts are amazing and she has a gratitude practice every night and she said some days, some nights, she can't find anything because everything's gone wrong for her. And, you know, you wouldn't think that Oprah would have any problems, would you? But, you know, I suppose running that network, things might not be so easy some days. And some days her gratitude journal, we're all human. We are all human, yeah. And and, and everything's she said, relative, um, so I'm certain she does. Anyway, sorry you were saying, she, some days she gets relative. to her journal. Yeah, so, so there was one day where she just wrote down, I'm breathing. <laughs> and that was her <laughs> gratitude that there was air. And, and she said that, that she dragged it up, kicking and screaming, because she said there's nothing, there's nothing to be grateful for. And she found it, you know, like I'm breathing. And in that moment, that was enough. And, and so how does that enough. play out as an, an empowering you? It, it just it, it shifts it shifts you from uh, I'm going to be really simple again. It just it just moves you from the negative into the positive because there's something there's a little something. Oh, I'm breathing. I've got fresh air. Um, I've had a meal today. I've got fresh water to drink. What well, find something or yeah, the everything sun else came. might be a mess, but everything else might be a mess. But the mm. sun came up. The sun came up this morning, and that's the, that's one thing that we we can guarantee. We can trust mm. that the sun's mm. going to come up, and then it's going to go down. And tomorrow it's going to come up. Every day is a reset. 
It's a new day. It doesn't matter what happens today. Tomorrow is going to be brand new. You know, so like everything, everything resets. Yeah, in the end, Ramath, we talk about how the great masters have conquered the concept of gratitude in advance. So there, the concept being that, okay, I know what gratitude feels like because I've made a practice of gratitude. I've practiced being grateful for being able to breathe, grateful for the rain, grateful for, for... the bad things that have happened in my life, because this is not about, this is one of the key things, because, well, it has to be good. But actually, you can, you can be grateful for some of the worst things that yes. happened in, in your life. You know, I wrote yes. a blog a year and a half ago about my dad dying, and, I, and yeah. the title of it was My Dad Died and I'm Glad. And there was a lot of reasons behind that because he wasn't a well man and he wasn't himself anymore. So you, but it, it, it's obviously it's very sad, but... It goes to the point where there are certain things where you can turn them. If the inevitability, if something terrible has happened to you, you can let data be data and say, well, that's happened, and now I'm going to turn that yeah. to my advantage. I'm going to be grateful for that actually happening. Yes. And you talked about the woman and the marriage with the narcissist. I'm grateful I was married to a narcissist because now I know what to do about that. That's right. It's turning that negative in, into a positive and then that positivity can be used to to start to, I use the word imagineer, which is kind of like imagineering, mm-hmm. with, purpose, imagining with purpose, imagineering. So imagineer yeah. your future if you, uh, for instance, you make it onto the board of this company. Yes. How are you going to feel, what's that feeling of gratitude going to be like when you've made it onto that board, how how how's that going to go for you? When there's something positive, by practicing gratitude and understanding that feeling of gratitude, that enables you then to imagine now what that gratitude will feel like when you've nice. got this. And that's again empowering you to say, "Okay, yeah, I want like that. that. I want that." And you start, and the imagination is the birthplace of everything. Nothing that exists in the physical world today, everything, everything that exists in the physical world today existed in somebody's imagination. Yes. Or some being's imagination. Absolutely, yeah. Before it came into being, my pencil, my cup, somebody imagined these things. That's right, that's right. So if you're imagining... You're imagining getting onto that board and that gratitude which that, that is there, so it's anchoring you, your thoughts in that situation. Now you are beginning yeah. to create that possibility for yourself. Yes. Gratitude in advance is massively important in creating that space in, in space-time for you to be. Yeah, I love that, be. John. Using, using your imagination and imagineering yourself in into that yeah so, that's yeah, cool I can't that you know Tanya as I say and that she describes this as being the, the key to it at all it, and I think I think it is because it always creates the possibility yes and we talk about living yeah. life with a question mark well you know my boss is a jerk with a question mark becomes my boss is a jerk you know, you, you just you change it. I can't. I can't do that. Becomes, I can't do that. Yes. 
And you create that by understanding the possibility of more and gratitude is so important to that. So I encourage listeners yes. to, if you're not doing it already, just get yourself a piece of paper. Do it on notes on your phone. Yes. Three, three things you, there's, there's, don't, you don't even need a pen and paper anymore. Um, but just yeah. each evening, three things yeah. that you're yeah. grateful for. And, and, and really, really simple. And then that, like doing that every night, creates automaticity around that as well. So it's like, it's like brushing my teeth before I go to bed. I just do that before I go to bed too. And it just happens. It takes. Less than a minute, John. There's nothing to it. So for people who say, oh, I don't have time, oh, come on, come on, you know, there's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a big, it's not a big one, you know. It's not, a, it's not a, a, a big one and it can help change your life. Oh, so, massively, massively. Yes, and, and, and it goes into all the different aspects of, of the Andrea method. And I'm going to encourage listeners, please go to the website. It's Andrea, yes. A-N-D-R-E-I-A dot solutions. Get your pals to go there as well. Click on the button that says learn more and learn about the, the methodology and look uh, and the curriculum that's there. If you have any questions, email us. Otherwise, get stuck in. All we'll go and do it together. Accountability partners and you will start changing your lives collectively. If you want to know more about what my wonderful guest today, Helen Robinette, can offer, then you can look her up on LinkedIn, Helen Robinette, or go to HelenRobinette.com, and all the information will be there. I know Helen would love to talk to you uh, and take it further. So we've been through now the Discover Your Default module and Create a New You, and I Thank you so much for our conversation today over taking conscious action. Helen, we're, we're running out of time. so we I need can't to... believe that. I can't believe we're running out of time. I feel like we just started, John. I want to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, we'll be back and I'll invite you back, Helen, I promise. I promise. Yay! Um, because you've done a wonderful job today and I think we've, co- we've covered the, the subject pretty well. I'll have to see whether Tanya approves of us or not. We'll, we'll have to get on the phone later on and say, did we do all right? Anyway, thanking our listeners very much. We'll be back here Wednesday next week at 3 p.m. Pacific time. That's 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on the Thursday. Uh, And we will be digging in. Tanya will be back and we'll be digging into the lost art of listening, how the information that you receive and how you perceive that information is actually determining your outcomes in your life. And that's all from us today. So over to you, TJ. The Power of You, presented by Andrea, with John Williams and Tanya Caprioli. Live 3 p.m. Pacific Time, every Wednesday on BBS Radio 1. Inspire, influence and impact your world. Visit www.andrea.solutions.com.